Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone. And um, if you are new to this podcast, um, the point of it is I have a deep love of cooking. And one of the things that I realized fairly early on is that cooking has so much in common with so many other areas of our life. There's always one ingredient or technique or secret sauce that um, is critical to the success. And really, isn't that true of business as well? I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. She is a first-time podcast guest. Her name is JoLynn Jones. I happen to know her from my personal life. And she is a coach, and she specializes in decluttering your life and mind, which isn't that, don't we all want that? So um, welcome, JoLynn. Um, I would love it if you would introduce yourself to the audience and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Nancy, and thank you, and uh, congratulations on your three years of your podcast. Thank you. Really cool. I love listening to it and seeing what people are creating out there in the world. It's pretty cool. So congratulations. So a little bit about myself. I'm Jolynn, and I own uh, Jolynn Jones Coaching, and I own Cleaning by Design Pro, which is a uh, professional organization and cleaning company. And a little bit about myself is... I have a deep passion of helping people. I do. It's always been in me and being in service and helping people create the life they want. So, um, you know, the little bit of life change you had asked me about what brought me to this point was I had owned and operated my own business for 20 years. It was a chiropractic office. And I started that from, I think I was 25, 26 when we started that, my uh, husband then. And that gave me the love for business. And um, I've always had a coach. And but I found myself in a divorce. And, uh, and I was, you know, wondering what I'm going to do next. And so I started cleaning. It was my girlfriend had a company. And I went and did that through my divorce. And I fell in love with it. And so but everybody kept saying, you have to have a job with benefits, you have to have a job with benefits to lend, you know, and I listened to them instead of listening to myself and I sought out a position that had benefits and right away I realized the lack of leadership, you know, the lack of, of what I needed in a position and the, the biasedness that I uh, experienced that kept me driving myself. I can do better than this. So I stayed there for about three years but in that interim, I was able to work from 6 to 2.30 and I would go clean and I kept those clients. And so I worked those two jobs for three years and then I went and started my cleaning company and did that. Worked for a health and wellness uh, doctor. She was a naturopath after that. And that gave me the love of coaching, even though I'd had coach coaches it gave me the love of coaching. And that's when I went back to school and got certified. Awesome. Well, we had a couple comments. Um, Tracy McPhee says, thank you for this lovely topic and meaningful content. Um, so yay. And, um, and we can always count on my mom, who is one of the biggest fans to tune in. Says, Good morning, ladies. So, um, okay. So one, th and I I'm going to have to put my glasses on to read this because this that's is a tricky really one for me. Okay, mm, pretty. Um, so your website indicates that you're professionally trained as an, let's see if I can say this right, an ontological coach. Did I say it right? Yes, it is. 
Okay, what exactly is that? And what exactly is that? And how did you decide that was the discipline you were most interested in? Well, A, I didn't know anything about the discipline. <laughs> and so I was in the dark when I got showed up at school. So I did not know that, but it is an amazing discipline. So ontological coaching is coaching from being who you're being, uh, who do you want to be? And when you, when you don't have an awareness of who you're being, you know, you've got to have an intention and, and want to be self-aware. And that's really who your being is. And if you don't have that self-awareness enough, true change can't happen. It really can't because you're still caught up in your patterns and your stories. And that's my job as your coach is to come in and disrupt those stories, disrupt those patterns and teach you a new way of being of how you want to be. And that's really what ontological coaching is, is, is coaching from being. I like that. Um, we had a very nice compliment from Daniel Prince. It says, I love my experiences in coaching with you, JoLynn Jones. Yeah. It's very, it's amazing. Um, I've had personally, as we discussed prior to the show, I've also had a lot of coaching um, in my career, more toward the end of my career in the beginning, which probably would have been a better time to have it, but better late than never, right? And one of my coaches said to me something that I think kind of ties in with what you're talking about is, what do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And I love that. And it sticks yeah. in my head all the time because it really dictates your actions and your behavior. Um, if you're clear who you are and how you want to be known, it really does shape your actions. Right. Because your being is just as important as doing. And and so we can do. I That's my personality is do, do, do. But I have to stop in that interim and say, who am I being through this process? You know, and our brains are, I love the brain and how it works. And it's like, the brain wants to keep us safe. The brain wants to keep us in that. You know, I have so many wonderful exercises to do with people that show you your limiting beliefs and then show you who you actually are over here. And if I can coach you from this place over here, then your survival mechanisms is what we call them. Then that moves people forward. And that really does create true transformation and it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this was something that um, I just, you know, after I, I read your website and I know you a little bit and I was really curious because you obviously had a major life change going through a difficult divorce and, yes. and all of that. And I was kind of wondering if that kind of sparked your need for organization as a way to maybe take back some control of your life? Oh, well, it didn't spark it because I've had to learn processes through it. So I'm actually ADHD. And so I don't have that. You know, most people like that, we're a little bit, we can be a tend to be a little messy, or, you know, unorganized. So I've learned practices throughout my life to keep my home, keep my business, keep that stuff neat and tidy. So um, that didn't spark that part of me, but it did spark me to create my own life and have, you know, my own business that could never be taken away from me unless I took it away from me. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I like that. Um, So I know your coaching service um, addresses both physical and mental organization. Um, 
why do you think most people have so much stuff in their lives? Mm. I mean, we all have stuff that's just too much. I mean, I, the major, I mean, most people I know can't even park in their own garages. Correct. Because it's Correct. filled with stuff. Right. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, when going into people's homes, which is such an honor because that's your safe haven, right? But a lot of it is time. What I've noticed is, if, especially if it's families that hire me to come in, it's time. And it's not allocating time to, to, to put that as a priority. So what I do when I go in there and talk to them about that and going through each room is, is you schedule it on your calendar just like it's a vacation day and you make it a non-negotiable. It is not. It's like you you be prepared for that. If you don't have a pickup, rent a pickup. You know, we have it really organized. So when we do do it on that day that they've allocated, that it gets done. But time is one because both parents work, you know, they're running their kids, you know, they want to have fun on the weekend, at least one day. And then Sunday, you're preparing for the next week. So people just, and just getting rid of things as you buy, you know, Amazon is a wonderful service, but we all utilize it too much. And so stuff is constantly just coming in when I'm in these homes, I see it. That's one is time. The next one is definitely, you know, sentimental. It's really hard um, people to get rid of their things and they just really hang on to it. So I have to be, read the room, read the people and, and, you know, really kind of delve in and listen to their stories of, of these things and do they really need them? And then we have the hoarder situation, which I've dealt with. And that is a whole different ball game. And that is mental illness. And so I always usually get a therapist involved. And so they're having their therapy and I'm still helping them go through their homes. So that's why, you know, there's just those different areas. Oh, my mom had to, to <laughs> had to chime in. <laughs> She's not a hoarder. That's have oh, a lot of stuff, which we, we, okay. we have conversations about, but it's, it's well-organized stuff. I'll give yes. her that. Yes, uh, good. Okay. So since we're kind of on that topic, how do you help people work through the fear of getting rid of their stuff? Right. Because a lot of times you always hear, well, I might need that. Right. I haven't touched it for I five years. Yeah. And I hear that all the time. And so I just tell them, and again, I read the person, you know, there's, you know, we, we're, we deal with people daily. And so I am able to read that person so I can be more blunt with the person and that's how they want me to be. So we can go through their stuff and make it the way they envision it. Or I see someone that yes, is hanging on to their sentimental stuff. So I have to be a little bit more soft and, and just really listening to them, you know, being present with them and asking the deep questioning, really, it, it's, it's part of coaching. It really is. And asking the pertinent questions of really, why do you, you know, what can you do differently with this? You know, could another family use this or, you know, yes, let's put it away for another year and let's revisit this and see if you've used it in that year. And if not, what can you do? Do you want to give it rid of it or do you want to keep it? But if you're going to keep it, let's grab something else that you really don't love and get rid of it and make space for that thing. Well, I'll, be perfectly honest with you. Uh, my closet is always my big challenge when it comes to getting rid of things. I'll hold that dress up and go, but I love it. I spent a lot of money on it. It doesn't fit me anymore, but I'm afraid I, I get rid of oh, it. I know. I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm going to be upset that I, that I get rid of it. Although 
funny story. Um, I decided last year, so I like to call it the great shoe purge of 2022. I literally got rid of 90% of my shoes and I had some really nice shoes, but it was just, it was time. I decided, okay, I've got to clean them out. And um, I was heading to a conference last month and went to pull out my nice high heeled shoes to wear with my black, with my formal dress gone. I'd gotten rid of all of them. And um, it was like two days before the conference. And I'm like, that's right. I had told myself as a reward, I was going to be able to buy myself a nice pair of, you know, nice black heels for a formal event. Um, However, I didn't have time. So ended up going to famous footwear and buying a pair that I could slap on. And the blisters blisters on my feet. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, it was, I'm still glad I got rid of them. No regrets. Yeah. However, um, when you get rid of the things the intention to replace, you got to remind yourself that, oh yes, I do actually need to replace that. So right. anyway, I, um, I get it. Beautiful with blisters. Yes. Beautiful <laughs> with blisters. That was my look. Um, so anyway, sorry, sorry for a little diversion. No, there, I but, love it. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> it was funny. Uh, so, okay. So we talked about physical clutter. Let's talk about mental clutter. Okay because there's definitely a connection. And I can see why you would lead the discussion with physical because it's easier to tackle for most people. That's tangible. Right. That feels safer to tackle the physical than to tackle the mental. So how do you make that transition and how do you address that? Well, like I was kind of explaining to you, the reason why I added this to my coaching program was almost every client that I've worked with that I've coached wanted to work on their physical space. There was always somewhere in their home that was driving them crazy and holding them back. So I thought, well, that's a weird correlation. You know what I mean? And so even though I have my other business out here and I'm doing it, when I was coaching everybody, business, you know, business owners, I got to work on my house, you know, I got to work in my house. And so I thought, well, I'm adding that to my coaching program because that's going to alleviate that nag back in your brain that this, I need to get this done. So once we make that space calm, because all the studies show clutter creates chaos inside. And once we make your space calm, then we can really delve into your mental clutter and see what's going on. I like that. Um, So once you get to the point where, you know, you've worked with them and you've identified some of their mental roadblocks, um, the clutter that maybe they're holding on to because it feels safe. Mm -hmm. How do you help them clear that space and move past those, those roadblocks that they have? Well, again, just like, well, A, I have a whole life assessment. I do. That's the first thing we fill out, you know, is, is basically what are, what are they wanting and needing from me as their coach? And then I have a whole life assessment and these pillars are from the hours and hours of, um, of coaching. You know, it's the same, a lot of the same thing. We, we all have a lot of the same narratives. So, so having people fill out this assessment gives me a gauge of where they're at and where, what priority is, you know, the first priority. We can't work on seven different areas at once. Obviously we'd be overwhelmed, but we take whatever, let's say it is health and wellness because I was a health and wellness coach for three years. It's a huge passion of mine. I, you know, ran a chiropractic office that was all about health and wellness. So that is dear and near to my heart. So let's take that. So I give you your whole life assessment 
we focus on that. And I always coach within a project. So we, we make a project out of that. And so I've already kind of talked about survival mechanism and your, you know, essence. And that is something that I work with people with. And it's a really fun exercise. So that's where I coach from. That's where your clutter is. You know, your brain is made to keep you safe. It is. And so us doing practices, and I hate to call it homework because that can be a negative, but I do give people homework and we really work on things things and journaling it will save people's life if people would really learn to journal it really does get all those thoughts and patterns out on paper so you can see what is going on right right um mm -hmm. i said um connie said i agree clutter does create chaos and, and and my comment on that though is sometimes people create their own chaos to protect themselves from addressing the hard things right it's easy to stay stuck in being busy and use mm -hmm. that as a as a safety net because there's something they know they need to do, but they 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 can't tackle it because they're so busy. That's exactly right. And so that's why the being is just as important as the doing. You know, right. why are you pushing? I know a gal that pushes, 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 but they are they're they are really doing it for a reason. And so that as a good coach that knows how to get under those stories and disrupt those stories and ask those questioning, it's going to bring that up. I have it. I had it. I pushed, I pushed, I pushed. I still push. I have to be reminded to, it's okay to stop. Right. You know, there's something, a driving force in there and it needs to be a balance in my opinion. Um, I did a program a number of years ago, and um, it, it, I, I recognize some of the themes in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I learned was that everybody has driving needs. There's certain there's certain things in their life they need absolutely for their own survival, as you call it. And if they can't figure out how to satisfy them in a positive way, they will satisfy them in a negative way. And a great example of that is, of course, the little kid that um, that acts up in class because he wants attention. And they have a need to be recognized mm -hmm. in attention. And if they're not getting it in a positive way, they will find it in a negative way. And I think right. that's kind of what you're talking about here. It, it really is. And, you know, I always go back to school because I learned so much, you know, school, what is it, like almost five years ago. But one of the, the common denominators in this and was really interesting to me concept. So I show up and, um, you know, there's 19 of us. And to me, they were the pinnacle of their their careers, you know, MBAs, you know, any type of bachelor, master's. I'm just little old me with, you know, I've owned my own business. I'm an entrepreneur and the only one that ever had owned their own business. And so I always had them up on a pedestal and I didn't feel good enough to be in that room with all those people. But over that course of the year, we were all together. We went to Seattle for a year, it was in person the best thing I ever did for myself, but all those people had the same narrative. They weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. And it was just such an eye opener where the narrative comes that we're not good enough. Good old yeah. imposter syndrome. I know. And it was just like, you have your MBA or you have, you know, and I would think, oh my gosh. So it was really an interesting um, experience and knowing that a lot of us are all the same too. Yeah, that's connected. very true. Okay, so now we're going to talk. We're going to kind of flip for a second, a little bit, to one of your other passions. So we talked. To, you talked about you know you were in the health and wellness industry, and um, I, I listened to your videos on Facebook, um, just like everybody else. <coughs> Excuse me. And you often talk about self care, but in a way, I think 
like sometimes that seems like a trendy term because everyone oh self-care self-care but I know that it, there is absolutely an importance to it so can you explain what you mean by that and why it's so important and how it can impact different areas of our lives correct it is trendy but it's always been around but one thing that I, for my era anyway, self-care, you know, that was selfish. You didn't put yourself first. Right. You know, we're in that generation. So I've really had to learn to do self-care. But self-care to me is can be as easy as brushing your teeth every night, you know, and having a self-care routine before you go to bed. Or it can be hiring a coach and helping you move forward with your dreams and goals. That's a form of self-care. Organizing your home and getting it to a calmer state and something that really speaks to you is is a form of self-care so it's whatever to me areas of life that of, of your life that you aren't um, giving a little bit of attention to to me is self-care but definitely filling your own cup up you know I hear a lot of mom I have a lot of young moms well they're my daughter's friends that have babies now sure. that I, I I see them how do you even have time to shower or I don't even have time to do this and I say make time you have to make time for yourself in order to have still have some semblance of your own life and taking care of yourself. Because if you don't, if you don't fill your own cup up first is what I call it, then you can't fully be present and fill someone else's up. So taking care of yourself is imperative. It's like they, um, when you fly and they always say, put on your own mask, uh, yes. oxygen max first. I mean, it's so true because you can't help somebody else unless you are able to care for yourself. As right, well. right. I, I totally believe in that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so staying on the health and wellness track for a minute. Again, another thing I know about you because I've lurked your 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 Facebook stuff. Is oh, I about, love Facebook. I'm a, I'm a huge lurker too. As far as when I have a guest, I'm and they're like, "How'd you know that?" I'm like, "Well, I read everything I could find out." I know that uh, is so funny. That's uh, so funny. But um, I know that you are big on juicing. That's a, oh, something yeah. that's really important in your life. So. I'd like to know what attracted you to it and um, do you ever incorporate that into some of the work you do with your clients? Just, I'd like to know more about that. It's okay, always intrigued so, me, but I've never done it. It's so funny. Okay. So I have to tell you, I love my Nama J2. That is what it's <laughs> called. And I should be a distributor because I get so many DMs, you know, what is that? So, so I've just really my whole adult life. I had this old antiquated juicer that had a million parts to it. And then I bought another one that was just horrible. Got it off marketplace, you know, Facebook marketplace, right. terrible and a waste of money. And then my sons came to me and his buddy is like this guru, you know, of health. And we follow him on Instagram and he had this juicer and also said, we got to get it, mom. So I did. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth the money and, and the investment. So do so I love juicing. It really does a lot for you. And being in the health and wellness industry for as long as I did, I truly believe in juicing. Um, it has its benefits. You possibly cannot eat that many fruits and vegetables that you put in it. So take your fiber because people say, you know, they'll may say me and say, well, you need your fiber. Yes, you do. But you can take a fiber tab. You can eat an apple. You can have a salad. You know, there's other ways to get your fiber than that. But I do not incorporate it into unless they want me to teach them in the health and wellness program that I have for my clients. Um, but the reason why I post it is to show that I am walking my talk and that also 
prepping is where it's going to save you. You have to prep. People don't realize the, the, the value in prepping and having everything ready for your week so you can have success, whatever that is for you, just eating better or weight loss, whatever, but prep. And that's why I show that. And whole foods, stop eating processed foods. <laughs> Well, I couldn't agree more with you there. Um, yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite like juice combination? Oh, well, right now. So I found this awesome doctor and right now I'm on watermelon juice because I had a health scare in October and, and I couldn't get my palpitations under control. And I found this doctor on TikTok, which, you know, people, oh my right. gosh, but it was, and she is a real doctor. I sought her out and she believed in watermelon juice and coconut water and then obviously um, electrolytes in your water. So um, Relight, I use a Relight. I'm not plugging that, right. but it has helped me. I got my palpitations under control and watermelon juice and um, coconut water goes to the cellular level of your body. So, and I'm telling you, it, it's really helped me. So so I don't have to have celery juice because I absolutely despise no. it. Celery juice, I that's not my favorite. I do use celery and beet and apple. And, you know, I have all kinds of concoctions that I do. Um, but I mainly stay true to the, the watermelon right yeah, now. That, that's really interesting to know. Um, yeah, I've, I've, like I say, I've never personally done the juicing. I've been places where, the you know, and have I always like to try the different juices. But um, right. As much as I try, if there's too much celery in it, I just can't drink it. It's the well, one. You don't have to have like, it. <laughs> okay, good to know. I feel much better about that. I don't have celery. <laughs> much better. I do not have to. Have a, did you all hear that? I do not have to have celery. <laughs> okay, so we made it to the fun part of the show, which Yay. is my five burning questions. You're done awesome. Okay, other than juicing, <laughs> what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? Okay. Well, my nemesis and my favorite thing is anything baked. That is, I mean, anything sweet is, is my favorite thing. So, and can I bake it? Yes. Cookies, you know, my favorite time of the year is Christmas as far as baking. And so I love my sugar cookies. I, I really honed that recipe and people love me to give them to them at Christmas. So probably cookies and actually donuts, but I know I do not know how to make a donut. <laughs> Oh, very nice. I think you're the first person that came up with a sweet as an answer. So I like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, in three years, that's the first one. So really, oh, it is. It is. Be my sugar. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm good without this. I'm, it's my mom would say, I am like not, she's always like, where'd you come from? Because I do not have a sweet tooth at all. At oh, wow. All. I'll take something salty over something sweet really? any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any need for, any need for sweets. I like to bake them. It's fun to bake them. I'll bake it and yes. give it away, but it's not something yes. I'll taste it, make sure it's good. And that's about it. So, right. okay. So here's one I always like to ask everybody, because I think it's really telling. What's the one um, characteristic character trait that you most admire in other people and why? Well, you know, I think, I think vulnerability. I really like people that can be vulnerable and open up and be their authentic self around me because it connects, it actually connects us because most of us have not the same experience, but a, a lot of different, you know, experiences that connect us. So I really like vulnerability in people. I do. I like that. Okay. So now we get to turn the mirror on you. What's the character trait and yourself that you are most proud of and why? 
Um, I think my perseverance, you know, I really persevered through uh, my journey in the last uh, 12 years. Well, my whole life, but the last 12 years, I really uh, believed in myself. I knew I could do what I have created. Um, and um, I think it's perseverance. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what is one space, physical space, everyone should tackle first if they want to start their journey to reducing clutter in their lives? Um, I think it's their bedroom because that is the only place, if you have a family, especially, that is your sanctuary. And I think, you know, how do you envision your bedroom? How do you want it to look? That is your safe haven. That is your place to go. That's your place to journal. That's your place to just be who you want to be. And so I think decorating it that speaks to you um, and just creating that safe place for you to go. That's absolutely yours. So I think your bedroom. Great answer. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have expected that. So mm-hmm. it surprised me. All right. What's your secret talent <laughs> or something people would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, this is silly, but I, I just, I, I laugh. Um, so I love speed. I love going fast. And so I, I just bought a new car and that was the first thing I asked Zach. He was the cutest little salesman. And I was like, what, how big of an engine does this car have in it? <laughs> And he looked at me like, you you know, you crazy lady. But he, I was like, let's go. So he's like, let's go on the freeway. So we opened that thing up on the freeway to see. And it, it's not that big of an engine, but it does have quick go. But I really loved the driving games growing up in the arcade. And I always wanted to be Mario Andretti. And we always drove fast on the back roads. I grew up in a little farming community. And that was our thing. So I like speed. So yeah, funny. I didn't know that about you because I do too. And that's actually how I met my husband. I was racing the car. We were? Okay. We need to go racing. <laughs> yes. We need to have a chat about this. I have to throw this comment up here because um, I, when you were talking about the bedrooms, my mom says, oh no, Nancy is so happy you said that because I give her a hard time about her, about the amount of stuff in her bedroom. But oh. um, um, anyway, um, she has a very pretty bedroom. It's very lovely, but we still have a little Oh, well, have Judy call me. Uh, yeah, she's a sweetheart. Um, okay, yeah, so the whole driving thing, we're going to have to talk about that. When we start okay. Soon. Okay, last question, and I will let you off the hook for today. Okay. Who is the one person, famous or otherwise, living or dead, that you would most love to sit down, have a cup of coffee, a glass of wine with, and just have a conversation with? Um, I, 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 Tony Robbins. I love oh. him. As I love him. He just excites me. I I think I have every one of his old CDs that he made. I watch him. Um, he blazed the trail for coaches as one of the trailblazers of it. And I just love his story, uh, what he um, represents and the love of people and um, him. But the one person I'd really love to meet would be J-Lo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love her. She's my queen. <laughs> is pretty spectacular she is she believed in herself when nobody else did and i love that about her so those are that's who i would choose to sit and talk with i love that okay so if people want to get in touch with you about your coaching programs what would be the best way for them to get in contact with you 
Well, they can go on my website. My phone number's on there. They can text me. They can call me or they can um, email me, you know, Jolene Jones coaching at gmail.com. But all my information's on my website, which is jolynjonescoaching.com. So perfect. Perfect. And if for some reason anybody um, can't get a hold of her, please feel free to reach out to me and I will make sure that I connect the two of you. Jolyn, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're amazing too. And a great leader to follow. So thank you. Nancy. Um, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And I will see everyone else hopefully next week. So until then, make it a great day.